other day we was uh, going to a camp meeting and we didn't actually have to be there until Tuesday. I showed we showed up on Monday night and the pre one of the preachers preaching that evening come by and said, "What are you doing here?" I said, "I just like church." <laughs> We go to church when we ain't doing it. Yeah. A lot of folk thinks, a lot of singers and preachers think if they ain't doing it, it ain't getting done. Brother, I, I like to go eat every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I, I love to preach, but I love to hear good preaching. I tell them everywhere yeah. I go, I'd rather hear good singing is bad preaching too, wouldn't you? Yeah. Somebody said, why would you say that? I've done them both. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Man, it's good to be here. and Good to be in the house of the Lord. If you have your Bibles tonight, I'll... I'll try not to worry your patience. Try to get you out of here before Walmart closes. <laughs> Book of the Revelation, chapter 21. Book of the Revelation, chapter 21. I about stripped a gear last night preaching now, I'll just tell you. If it gets any better than that, I'm going to have to just check on out and go to glory. There's a time or two I didn't know where I was. Hallelujah. Thank God. I got to, after we ate and got back to the room, man, I was, you know, you don't realize it when the power of God's on you until it's over. You like a limp horse rag. I mean, you, son, it was, it was something. Bless God, I had a good lunch today. Eat some, what do we eat? Grilled zucchini. Yeah. Healthy. I told you I was trying to do better. <laughs> Last night, I did. I ate pretty good today. Had my yogurt. Anybody have to eat that stuff right there? Or I'd just about soon eat hay, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. But it's healthy, they say. You know? I don't know. <laughs> Revelation chapter 21. I'll just read one verse. You pray God would use us tonight. Verse 10. Revelation 21 verse 10. If you're there, say amen. amen. And he carried me away in the spirit. <laughs> My Lord, don't you like it when that happens? Yeah, we ought to just shout it out right there. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain. And he shewed me that great city. The holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God. If the Lord would help me tonight, I'd like to preach just a little bit on the great city. Now I've I've been in a lot of cities. I've been in Bowling Springs. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't been to Gaffney yet, but I understand I'm a going because I hear there's an outlet mall there. <laughs> I've been to Tampa, Florida. I live just a few miles from Columbus. Ohio, a big city where on the average two or three people are murdered every night. That's what they tell us. I've been to places that they didn't even have a stoplight. I, by the way, let me ask you, why do we call it a stoplight? 
It stays green long as it does red. Come on, preacher. But we negative people. We we think always the negative. But if I told you to go down to this goal light down here at the end of the road, turn right, go to the next goal light, make a right, and that puts you on I-85, people think you'd lost your mind. It's a truth. You know in your life, it's a truth, though. Everything's negative thinking. I, I mean... It, it, is that bottle half empty or half full? So you 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 take this and and I, I've been to some places. I'm I'm from a little place called Staffordsville, Kentucky. I lived up what's called Little Mud Lick. That makes me a little mud licker. And some of the stuff I've had to try to eat since I've been trying to be healthy, I'd just soon eat them moon pies I ate like when I was a boy. We've been to places that's just a crossroads. We've been to places, St. Louis, Wichita, Kansas, seen the bright lights of the bright cities. But Brother Hoppy, I tell you, I've never yet been to a city where I think I'd want to live and have to live there forever. (laughs) Because now what we used to consider happening in California and New York and larger places has creeped into our communities in our counties, in our cities, and it's sweeping our country. Destruction. Deception. My daddy said, if your word ain't no good, you ain't no good. Now, I know you don't hear a whole lot of that preaching anymore, especially from an evangelist, because they're afraid nobody will have them. Look up here. I look nervous. I'm going to preach what this book says. And the book says you ought to live right. (laughs) But I'm going to look on the great city tonight and and I'll be honest with you now. Where I grew up, if, if you was to go there, when I was growing up as a boy, one of eight children, we spelt poor with three O's. We didn't have much. But we had enough. But you know the fact that was nobody else had much either. And, and you know everybody took care of everybody. Somebody had a, a, a destruction thing happen. Everybody just go, take care of them. Reason we got welfare today and all these programs from our government is because God's people won't do what God said do. Preach! I ain't never understood why when say, why listen here. If I told you down here at the BB&T Bank, I passed one a while ago. They's giving out $1,000 loans in the morning. All you had to pay back was $100. It wouldn't take five minutes. I'd be preaching to the pews. Am I right? But God says, bring your tithes and your offerings into my storehouse. And I will show you that I shall pour blessings upon you that you can't even contain. (laughs) 
The great city. But now, preacher, what makes this city so great? Well, being poor, I, I've read the book and there's gold there and ja- I wouldn't know Jasper if you laid it on this pulpit. Twelve precious jewels of stones. The foundations there are made of and all the beauty there. And I'm excited about that. But there's something that excites me a little bit more than the things that will be there. And that's some of the things that won't be there. Now to me, that's what makes it a great city. What do you mean, preacher, the things that won't be there? Well, number one, it won't ever get dark in that place. Or in other words, the sun won't ever set. John said, I saw the gates, and they were not shut by day, and they shall be no night there, and they shall go in and out. He said, there's no need for the sun or the moon or the stars to shine, for the Lamb shall be the light thereof. I'm telling you, my friend, it's a place that when that day starts, it will never, ever end. Darkness will have fled away. We'll never have to be afraid again. Why? Because we'll be in the presence of the great city in that light. And his name's Jesus. I don't like the dark. I matter of fact, I'm scared of the dark. A fellow told me a while back, he trying to be funny. I didn't think it's too funny myself, but he said, Why son, boy big as you are, you go bear hunting with a switch. I said, It might be right, but I ain't going in the dark. Hello? I don't like darkness. That's why I came to the light. A lot of people like darkness. You know why? Because their deeds are evil. But John said in the short epistles, if we'll walk in the light, if He is in the light, we'll have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, shall cleanse us from all of our sin. The old writer said it shall be a highway and a highway of holiness. No unclean thing shall walk therein, but it shall be a way, though a wayfaring man a fool shall not error therein. I'm glad tonight, bless God, I'm going to a city where it'll never get dark again. All I'll see is the light of that place. And I say, glory, somebody ought to help me right here. It's a great city. Won't have to worry about no power outages. Woo! Hallelujah. Think I'll just shout a while. Don't look like many of you are going to. I said, Woo! Hallelujah! I'm glad I'm somewhere where Hallelujah's got an ER on it. That's right. It's a place. Why is that so important, friend? I read a story of a family had three children sent them to school one morning, and a tragic accident took place. All three of the babies were taken out of this life because of an accident. In the little city there in Kentucky, they didn't have a a funeral home very big. Most of them back then were just in houses. So they gathered at the school to have the funeral services. The preacher said it was amazing how God's grace had been with the mother and father. Said it come time for the funeral and they got there and They went through the process of the funeral and seemingly things were going much better than he figured. And 
And you know, it's a terrible situation, but said, when the mom and dad come up to take the last viewing, said they went to the oldest little girl and they wept and cried a little while and talked a little bit and then came to the second one. The preacher said, boy, I was amazed at the strength they had. And said then they went to the third one was a little baby boy named Bubba. He was just a little feller. And said all of a sudden that mom just began to break down and fell over that little body and began to weep uncontrollably and the preacher said, my heart was turning out of me and tearing out of me and said, I went down to try to console that mom. And he said, what do you say to somebody in that situation when you don't have the answers, when you don't understand? You better rely on a resource, my friend, that will help you. He said he went down there and said, Mama, what's wrong? And she said, Preacher, she said, I'm not mad at God. And I've tried my best not to question God and why He's done these things. But she said, there's one thing the devil keeps telling me. My little boy Bubba was afraid of the dark. And the devil keeps telling me that when they close that lid for the final time, he's going to be in darkness. That preacher said about that time, the Holy Ghost got on his shoulder and said, tell her, son, tell her. And he said, Mama, I've got some good news for you. Where Bubba is this day, it don't ever get dark. Woo, hallelujah. I say, my friend, it's a place like no other. The Bible said it's never entered into our heart or into our minds what the Father hath in store, but it has been revealed by the Spirit. Yea, listen, my friend. I'm glad that one day after a while the darkness of this world will vanish away. Woo, and we shall go into that great city and there we'll live forever and forever. How do you know that preacher? Because the Bible told me so. Hallelujah. Somebody said you believe it. I believe it with all that's within me. I've got my life, my soul, my being staked in that. All the things God's given me are just borrowed. But I'm telling you one of these days, after a while, I'll lay claim on heaven. Woo! Hallelujah. And I'll go to receive my reward. What do you mean, preacher? The Bible said not only will the sun never set, but thank God the saints will never sorrow. For the Scripture said, if you read back earlier in that chapter, there shall be no more sorrow. There shall be no more suffering. There shall be no more pain. The former things have passed away. Woo! And I, God, shall make a all things new and neither shall there be any more crying and neither shall there be any more dying ye shall be my people and I shall be your God hey what do you mean preacher Job said yea though he slay me yet will I trust him and though the skin worms devour my body yet in my flesh I shall see God why because I know thy Redeemer liveth and thy day shall stand. Bless His holy name. I'm glad it's a place where there'll be no more sorrow. Your heart will never be broke again. There'll never be a sadness come out of our way. Why, preacher? Because I'm telling you, it's a great city. 
in that land. Not only you pray the Lord will give us strength. Not only is it a great city, because the sun will never set, the saints will never sorrow. But get a hold of this. The singing will never stop. Oh, John said, I saw that number. I think I mentioned it last night. In the book of Revelation chapter 7, he said, I saw and lo a number which no man can number. And a man said, who are these? He said, surely thou knowest. These are they who've come up through great tribulations, who having their robes horse white in the blood of the Lamb. And I watched as they bowed, and the Bible said they sang a song, I'm redeemed! I'm redeemed! Oh, my friend, let me tell you this evening, you know what? I was reading the other day, does anybody know God sings in the book of Zephaniah? He said, when your troubles shall come, uh, just hold on uh, for God shall sing a song uh, in the book of Micah chapter 7 uh, and verse 7 uh, it says wait upon my God uh, and he will hear thee uh, hallelujah hallelujah bless God uh, what are you going to sing preacher uh, the Lord is my shepherd uh, I shall not want uh, I'm glad the thief cometh to steal and kill and destroy but the lamb have come that we might have eternal life uh, and life everlasting. I say, bless God. Hallelujah. The singing will never stop in that city. It gets better. It gets better. The singing won't stop. What are we going to sing, preacher? I'm redeemed. Who's going to lead the choir? Jesus. Angels will fold their wings. I used to think they'll bow their heads, but I think they'll cut their ears because they ain't never heard singing like they're going to hear on that day when God's choir sings. I've made it. Thank God I've made it. It's a city. Now get a hold of this. Somebody get ready to shout. It's hard to shout and preach all at the same time. Come on. What do you mean? What else Why makes it a good city, preacher? What makes it a great city is the Savior will never be out of sight. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. What do you mean? The Bible said they'll come from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Us bunch are going in the south end, I guess. Hallelujah. And while you're going for preacher, because in the middle of that city sets the throne of God, and upon it the heavens and the earth fled away. But I'm glad, bless God, I call it heaven. I call it home. Somebody said, preacher, how can you call it home? Home, if you ain't ever been there, it's my daddy's house. Ain't somebody preaching, I'll shout a while. Amen. What do you mean? My father holds it all. And he made it all. And I'm going to get him one day. I'm going to be there. I'm his child. Listen, I may be the last one preacher to step in the gates, but they can't crown him till all the kids get there. Hallelujah, you're rubbing off on me, boy. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Yeah, listen. What do you mean the Savior shall never be out of sight? Everywhere you turn, all you're going to see is Him. He is the rock in a weary land. He's the shelter in the time of the storm. He's the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley. He's the bright in the morning star. He's the bread of life to them that are hungry. He's a river of flows that shall never run dry. And I'm glad today to tell you, He is a healer. He is a deliverer. He is a call of God. He is your Jehovah, and besides Him, there is none other. I wish somebody else would get on their feet and say, thank God, it's a great, 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 it's a great Amen. Take that, devil. God bless you, preacher. Son, Mike McCoy couldn't have spit, and that boy be more like him. Am I right? It's a truth. He looks like his mommy, but he acts like his daddy. I'm telling you, I, a minute ago I saw him come walking through her and I, I thought it was Mike. He even sits and stomps his feet like it. That's all right, boy. You hang in there. Listen to me. The Savior will never be out of your sight. Oh, Lord. Oxygen. Can I borrow that a minute, brother? You may, hey, listen, look up here. I ain't hard to find. They may accuse me of a lot of the things, but they'll never be able to accuse me that I don't give it all. My wife tells me, she says, honey, you're going to die one of these days, preacher. I said, bless God, don't even let the first one give me mouth to mouth resuscitation. Let me go. I got a preacher friend's a doctor, a heart doctor. He's a doctor doctor. He's a theology doctor and a heart surgeon. We was in a meeting one time. It got about like this. Three sheets in the Holy Ghost, you know. He said, son, I knowed any minute you was going down. He said, you need to remember, I'll be the one breathing down your throat. I said, preacher Baker, please let me go to heaven. Because I said, I don't think I could stand one more time knowing that you breathed down my throat. <laughs> God takes me while I'm doing this. Boy, I couldn't think of a better way to go. It's a great city. But I must warn you. Of all those things that I've mentioned... The reason this city will be so great is for this one fact. There will be absolutely no sin there. Zero. Even we, God's children, will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. 
Paul said, beware of how you build. Every man's works will be tried as though by fire. Some men's works shall suffer loss, but they yet themselves shall be saved as though by fire. You listen to this preacher. It's a place where no sin's going to be. So if that be true, and I believe it is, it's a great city, yes, because the sun never sets. Saints never sorrow. Singing never stops. The Savior's never out of sight. But I must warn you, it's also a city where sinners are forever separated. Sinners are forever separated. What do you mean, preacher? They won't be there. Now, I said they'll be separated. I didn't say they won't be seen. They'll just be separated. They'll be able to look across and see God's people in heaven and cannot get there. We won't be able to look back and see them. Why would that be, preacher? Because any true God child would want to deliver his worst enemy from that awful place. So let's imagine just for a moment. Let's imagine there's no fire. Let's imagine there's no worms that never dies. Let's imagine there's no gnashing of teeth, outer darkness, having that feeling of falling and nothing to grab onto and you can't see. Let's just imagine that's not there. To me, just being separated and to be able to look and see that party going on in heaven, the marriage supper, would be bad enough. And what makes it so bad is this. Anytime somebody I know gets married, they send me a, invitation we get them all the time and in that invitation there's generally a card and on that card you'll see letters RSVP they tell me that's French for let them know you're coming I don't know I just know what that means and won't it be sad to know that you got an invitation. That's right. And it had a card in there. And all you had to do was let them know you're coming. And they'd have you a seat at the table. Hey! Listen. April the 7th, 1972, I got invited to a wedding. It's called the Marriage Supper of the Lamb. Had an RSVP. I went to an old-fashioned altar. Found out all I had to do was accept the invitation. Somebody said, did you confess your sins? Told him I'm sorry. He already knew all of them anyway. 
was nine years old. Somebody said, son, you couldn't have done much at nine years old. Let me advise you, it's not what you've done that causes you to be a sinner. It's what you've not done. Because the moment you give Him your heart, your sins are cast away forever, never to be remembered again. Be terrible to be separated from that place knowing you could have been there. Knowing that you could have been sitting at the feet of the Master. But you know what? It is a place of flames. It is a place of eternal damnation. Where there's weeping and wailing. Gnashing of teeth. Where the fire is never quenched. Oh, I come to be a blessing to you. But I also come to warn those that haven't yet received Him. Every step you take is one step too many without Him. Every breath you breathe is one breath you're closer to that eternal place without Him. Ain't going to be no sin there. Somebody said, oh, I thought we was just sinners saved by grace. We were sinners. Big difference. Some people think you can get right and just do what you want to. Everything's all right. That's a lie from hell. That's right. While that boy looks so much, acts so much like his daddy, because his daddy provided for him. He followed his daddy. His daddy loved him. Still loves him. But I'm just using an analogy. People tell me I'll never die as long as my boys are living. He looks like his mama. His daddy still got his looks. <laughs> Sorry. Just had to throw that in. I smell flesh burning. Hell's a real place, my friend. Look up here. I don't want you to go there. No, no, no. If that rich man could be where you are on the first note of the piano tonight, he would have run. If he had opportunity, we wouldn't have to beg and preach so long and plead so hard. There's even some that'll tell you, it'll be all right. They can pray you out. That's a lie. Right. That's right. Amen. When you're there, you're there forever. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. And he carried me away in the spirit.